It's episode 74 of Leading Ladies Corpus Christi. And I'm si- I, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you so much. I'm sitting across from Lalita Barlow. She's the founder of Coastal Bend Plant Traders, and she's Woo-woo. also a realtor and military relocation professional. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, that's a mouthful. But And it's so... <laughs> It's a it's a a role that you know people have, but you never think about it. I mean, what is a military relocation specialist Actually, or a professional? It's just a certification, mm-hmm. and I don't mean to minimize that by any way, but it really is. It's an additional certification that you add on to your license, whereby you understand the military a little bit more, you understand the needs, you understand some of the terminology. Um, but as a former military spouse myself, oh, wow. that was a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of where my love laid, so it just made sense to do it. Absolutely. I feel like I've never met, maybe we just never got into it but, uh, with any other realtors, but I don't think I've ever met anyone with that certification. Is it common? It's not that prevalent, although you would think in Corpus Christi it would be, um, with the huge mass that the base does bring in. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a few of us here in town, but it's not as prevalent as in larger towns. Right. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So tell me, growing up, did you know that you wanted to go into real estate? No, (laughs) ma'am. No, absolutely not. I have done the gamut. Again, being a military spouse of 24 years. Mm -hmm. My entire adult life was spent following my husband's career. Mm -hmm. So that being said, I've done everything. I've worked at the post office. Um, I worked for USCIS, which is now, or formerly known as Immigration Services, now USCIS. Okay. Um, I've done a lot of things to make ends meet, so Mm -hmm. to speak. traveling and following my husband's career. So being a realtor was not on my radar other than my love for property. Well, and I can just tell, you just have the personality for it. I can already tell. Like you're very poised, uh, articulate, you know, like the kind of thing that you would want in a realtor. Thank you. Are you from Corpus? Where are you from? I am not. I'm actually born in South America. Wow. Raised in Canada. And married a military service member, moved to the U.S. That's amazing. Where in South America? Guyana. Okay. Have you ever heard of Jim Jones? Yeah. You know, that's so weird that you brought that up. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Yes. Well, apparently today (laughs) is like 40 years ago that it happened. Absolutely. Exactly today. That is bizarre. Isn't it? Yes. It's eerie. It is. Um, I always, uh, and and I probably don't, I'm not saying it or doing it justice by saying it, but I refer to it as Guyana. Yeah. Right? Guyana. Guyana. Mm-hmm. And most people think it's in Africa, but no, it's in a South America. A lot of people do think that, but uh, I must, I like soccer. And so yes. you you guys are Absolutely. often Cricket. competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you've even beat the U.S. a couple of times. Um, I'm super curious about growing up in Guyana. Can So I didn't grow up in Guyana. Okay. I was born okay. and my family migrated when I was um, just shy of two years old. Okay. Yeah. So hardly so. any memory of it. No, I mean, I have a lot of memories from visit visits and mm-hmm. going back, you know, lots of family members still there. Basically, my immediate family immigrated to Canada. Wow. Um, yeah, so the majority of, of our family members were still in Guyana. So I have vivid memories, you mm-hmm. know, up until the age of probably 16 when we would go back yearly. How so. great is that? Yeah. I love that. Uh, I think it's really great whenever people, even whenever they move away, that they still visit and kind of maintain oh, that culture, you know, with absolutely. their families. Never and that forget kind of where thing. you came from. Abs- yes. <laughs> no, my dad's from Trinidad and Tobago. and he's Same ne- culture. Yes. Yeah. And he's never been back. 
Oh. I know. It drives me. I hope he will. He just well, retired, so we'll see. I, yes. Is dad here local? Now I'm yes. asking you yes. questions. Yes, no, feel free. <laughs> uh, yes, he, he lives right down the road with my mom. That's and, um, awesome. I just keep hoping. I'm like, just go. I even like plan out his trip for him. I'm like, you can stay at this place. I mean, he has family there, so he can stay yeah, with Yeah, so that's our port. When we travel to Guyana, Trinidad and Tobago, Port of Spain, is yes. where we have to lay over, so to speak, and then really finish our commute. Oh my gosh, how yeah. cool is that? I, I, uh, I've i never been. I mean, it's one of those things that I, I just to want go. to go so badly. If only for Carnival, you have to go. Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> I mean, and just to hear my dad talk about certain things, um, you know, like we play pawn on the beach yeah. and whatever, and we eat roti and all that. I mean, it's oh, just yeah. so, so neat. Uh, so in Canada, what, what was it like growing up in Canada? Cold. Very, very cold. Um... <laughs> Unlike Corpus Christi weather, it's, you know, there's seasons up there. There's mm -hmm. four seasons. So I do miss that from time to time. I try to go back again. My immediate family is still in Canada. So my mother, my father, my brother, my mm -hmm. only sibling. So um, I try to go back as often as I can. It's a little pricey. And, you know, it's, it's harder that. with children. Yes. Um, so that being said, I go back at least once a year. Sometimes twice a year. This year I managed to go home twice wow. to visit. So, yeah. Do they ever come down here? They do. My dad's not much, so you would think, because mm -hmm. he traveled back and from uh, Guyana. But he's not much of an airplane rider anymore. Mm -hmm. So, um, he's never been to Texas. We've been in Texas now seven years, and he's wow. never been here. But everywhere else that we've been stationed, he has managed to come visit. So, you've been all over. Um, I think we've done... In the military, sorry, mm -hmm. we've done eight actual PCS moves, so permanent change of location. Okay, moves. Oh my goodness! Yeah, because you so always we, hear about that, like the you know military. I'm a, I'm a mili uh, What do they call it? I'm an army brat or yeah. whatever. It's, it's so much fun. Moving. I mean, I, oh, I, I wouldn't have that. it any other way. I that's why I have that certification behind my name now in the profession that I chose to do because I feel like the military actually set my life up for the success that my family has been blessed with. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's a little bit of what I do to give back to the to the service members. That's so um, great to hear. And I try to help service members whether or not they utilize my services. Obviously, you know, it, it's what pays the bills. For but sure. With or without the actual contracts, let's say, I still try to give back to the service members with regards to helping them if they're looking for rentals, if they're just new to the area and they want information about schools, things of that nature. Um, it's my little way of giving back. No, I, I absolutely love that. Um, I mean, it really does come full circle, right? It does. It does. Absolutely. Wow. So if somebody were to move here and, and uh, I mean, does the army or the military coordinate that? Do they get a hold of you? How does that work? So I can only speak as far as um, the Marines and or the United States Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. um, so within that branch of service, each member or each service member is assigned a sponsor. So typically what happens within the Marine Corps is that sponsor will reach out to the incoming service member. Um, there's a packet of information that they may send to that service member if requested. Some folks don't need it. People have family. Usually service members will try to coordinate a duty station where they do have family members if they're so fortunate. Mm -hmm. um, and so they have feelers or people that can do some looks for them. If not, like I said, they're assigned a sponsor. The sponsor will try to network with a relocation specialist of some sort, whether that's like a rental company or an agent if they know of an agent, 
or friends within the neighborhood that they can kind of link them up with. But it's, it's really an in-house process. Mm -hmm. um, there's no actual, you know, you have different facilities. So like USAA, which is a military bank. Um, or financial service provider, um, they Navy <laughs> Federal, yeah, Navy Federal, things of that nature. They have programs for relocation where they will assist that member in finding uh, real estate needs or fulfilling their real estate needs. But um, that's not to say that those programs don't get a kickback. Yeah, and it's the truth. I'm sorry, I'm just saying that out loud. No, keep but it But it's real. the truth. Yeah. Um, so there are other ways to find assistance when relocating but for the most part it's up to that service member to do their due diligence oh wow yeah. okay so it's not as though they're gonna be like hey right well and each each branch of service again operates a little differently right army might be totally different than the marine corps mm -hmm. um but the sponsor's responsibility in that relocation is to you know answer any questions that that incoming service member may have may or may not have and to do their due diligence in finding answers to those questions so you're focused entirely on Marines no 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 okay. I service all military members I service civilians too and I say that term oh, okay. loosely. Yeah. yeah yeah no my focus my primary focus is military members got it um again it's my way of giving back and helping back with service members mm -hmm. but I do transactions with everyone that, okay good yeah. to know so I mean it's like if somebody just needed a realtor oh absolutely okay you can do that absolutely so what's different from helping a civilian versus helping uh, someone in the military so when you're servicing a military member there's just the terminology is totally different um, I just the other day in having a conversation with another agent you know I say things like good to go or um, I can't even think now but there's a lot of acronyms just as there is in any other profession mm -hmm. so if you're fluent with those acronyms it's a little easier to communicate with that military service member absolutely it's also knowing the process knowing that you know they don't get orders maybe until 30 days before they have to PCS or knowing that they may get stationed at one location and then all their household goods are shipped there but then their orders change and they have to go to a totally different state oh, so wow. it's having that flexibility being able to kind of go with the flow. Mm -hmm. um, not that someone without military experience couldn't do it either, but it's just easier for Absolutely. the service member. No, you have a leg you, up for sure. Yeah, if you have that knowledge and understanding. Yeah, and I think if, I, I would want that. Like, and having lived a, that life, yes. you know the process, you know like, you know when their household, they're gonna be out of their household goods. So they're not gonna have furniture for like six weeks. Oh. So you kind of understand that they need loaner items mm -hmm. and you know how to get your hands on those loaner items. Or you also understand, like I've had, I've had clients out of town that have seriously purchased homes without physically setting foot in Corpus Christi. I've heard of this. Yes. How yes. does that happen? Well, you do, you do your due diligence mm -hmm. as would any other realtor. Um, but you go around like, you know, for. The one gentleman that I'm thinking of in particular, I went around and I filmed houses. Like I FaceTime or not oh, FaceTime, wow. I video recorded houses. Yes. And then I did a walkthrough and I sent it to him. And I kind of, you know, you get to know your clients and you get to know what their needs are, where they want to be, um, what side of town, that kind of thing. And so process of elimination, I went and viewed several houses for him, sent it to him, and then he made a decision. Wow. So, yeah. No, but I mean, you do, that's you doing it perfectly. Well, and you do it from the onset. So not only going and viewing the homes for them, but standing the inspections, you know, being a presence because they're not able to be there. Um, similarly, we have folks that are in town, they're military members, 
but you know there's no guarantee that they're going to be here at the time of closing. Mm -hmm. So you may have to be a stand-in for that. And you can do that. Well, you can't sign for them, right? but you can definitely be a presence and you set up a mobile notary and you do the whole oh nine yards. Goodness. You do everything that you sounds have like to. so much. But it's so much fun. Yeah. I can, no, I can tell you like <laughs> yeah. it because you're just, I mean, yeah. Cause like you said, you lived it. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Sure. So whenever you joined your your husband and, and became a part of it, like a military spouse. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, whenever you would move, was it an easy transition Never. for you? Okay. Never. And, wh and why is that? So first and foremost, you know, I'm not from the U.S. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have any immediate family here. Um, and I married into an instant family. Mm -hmm. I have a stepson. So we were, we were an instant family. Um, so not having that support that the traditional family, you know, it, it's cute when I listen to folks saying, well, you know, my husband, we're moving to Cal Allen and my husband's going to be gone for two weeks and I just won't have any help with the kids. Try a year with yep. three yep. on your own with no family, no friends. Because mm -hmm. honestly, the military spouses become your family. But if you're a working mom, if your kids are active in sports and you're not in that scenery all the time, it's difficult to network. It's Absolutely, difficult to make those yes. relationships. So never an easy move, um, but I wouldn't change it. Oh, man. Wouldn't go back, wouldn't do it. I mean, I would do deployments a little different. I wish he wasn't <laughs> gone as much. Absolutely. Um, but you know, thankful, blessed, um, been through a lot, seen a lot, but again, it it shapes us into who we are. Exactly. I mean, and look at, at what you're doing now. I mean, you're so passionate I am. about the certification that you have. I, I just think that that's incredible. And so did you have a military relocation professional when you guys would have to move to different places? Not once. Not once. So I will say um, my husband is very private. He's very, we can figure it out. We can do it on our own. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have to get anyone involved. Great. <laughs> That's his, which, which thereby means, okay, Lolita, you're going to figure out. You're going to, you know, because right. of the truth of the matter is whoever the service member is, whether it's the husband or the wife, or if it's a dual family, um, the one that is not the service member, heaven forbid it be a dual service couple yes. that I can't even imagine, but the one that is stationary or, um, you know, the home front, right. they typically pick up the slack on everything. Yes. So everything that is needed. So I can honestly say when we moved, when we PCS from Alabama to California, we owned a home then and mm -hmm. I sold our house myself with no license, no certification. You're kidding. I sold it myself. Um, and then similarly, when we moved from California, we were stationed in California twice, but when we moved from California to Texas, I sold that home again, not being a realtor. I sold it myself. Um, now I appreciate what realtors do because you know, then my thought process was, I don't want to pay all that commission. Like oh, I don't yeah. want to pay, you know, whatever, $10,000 yes. to yes. an outsider. Um, but the paperwork that's involved, mm -hmm. the negotiations that were involved and that the showings, like, I mean, just setting up the showings with strangers, random people that I had no way of qualifying who was coming into my house other than they're praying. interested. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, um, I would not do that again. Would not recommend it. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever met anyone ever who has sold their own home 
without the assistance of a realtor or being a realtor themselves. How did you do that? So LegalZoom... <laughs> I am so incredibly impressed with you. LegalZoom was my saving grace. Um, I think it was like $99 and I got standard forms. Mm -hmm. um, I did a lot of research, a lot of reading, talked to a lot of people. Um, you know, it, it, it wasn't an easy process and I worked full time too. So just... It, well, right, plus your, yes, plus your, your kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, wasn't an easy process, but you know, we do what we have to as military spouses. Right. But I'm just, I, like I said, I didn't even, I don't think I knew that was even <laughs> a possibility or the, an option. It's definitely a possibility. No, I always thought, no, you need a realtor. That's yeah. very interesting. And I, would I, I think you do. I, yes, I think you do. Yeah. Because, um, like you said. And I'm not saying that just because I'm a realtor. Um, you know, I have friends here locally that are still, they're local, they're service members. They've either rotated out of the service or they have retired mm -hmm. um, and they've stayed here local. And I can't imagine just thinking of their careers and what they do. And then, times the multiple homes that we visited, multiple offers that we've put in for these individuals to do it themselves and maintain their full-time employment. Exactly. And, and exactly. Just, plus, you know, plus family. Sanity. Yeah. But yeah. you still managed to do it. I mean, that's incredible. Not, not very many people can pull that off. And it was fun. <laughs> and it was fun. <laughs> yeah. And to you, it was fun. Stressful at the time, but fun. Right. So what were you doing to, like as like your day job then. So when we moved from California to Texas the last time, I was um, that's when I worked at Immigration Services, now known as USCIS. Mm -hmm. um, I actually started off. I do have a degree. I have a degree in sociology and economics. Excellent. Um, never have I used it. Mm -hmm. um, I however, don't know. I don't know. <laughs> been, been interacting with so many people, I'm sure you're using you know some of both. Some of the things. social skills, yeah, perhaps. Um, and the thought process. But so I started off there as a GS5, working as a clerk, um, just, you know, processing documentation. I think my my team was 716, so it's a particular application for immigration status. I think it was fiancé visas. Don't quote me on that, though. Um, so I was just processing paperwork, mm -hmm. you know, day after day, eight hours a day. That's what I did full time. Um, and then there was an opportunity to move into the analytical department and I jumped at it, um, did well, well enough that they, you know, promoted me to a GS7 and I was able to continue down that path. Um, somehow the director of that facility of the um, entire department took note of what I was doing and brought me in as her own personal assistant. So then I ended wow. up working directly for the director for the remainder of my tenure there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So clearly Talk about fun though. <laughs> and I, I think it's literally that mindset that is getting you all these really neat opportunities. Because Absolutely. you're literally looking at all of it as just, Absolutely. it's, it's, it's really cool think, to learn and have a good time. And I don't think I've really my best position ever if I, I know that I'm here to talk about real estate. But no, you're here to talk about you. <laughs> but my, my most memorable and the best job that I ever by far held down was a family readiness officer for the military, for the United States Marine Corps, here in Corpus Christi. Really? Right here on base with MATSIC 22, Marine Aviation Training Support Group 22. Um, where I assisted the families. So exactly yes, tell what me we more talked about, about this. Exactly what we talked about. And that there again lays the special the specialization. Um, so working with families directly as they rotated in and out of corpus, um, families with special needs, just making 
referrals, mm -hmm. getting them to the right resources, having access to the right resources for them, um, event planning for them so that, you know, we're here, we're one big family, we have things that we can enjoy as a military community, specifically as a Marine community. Wow. Um, that's what I serviced, working hand in hand with a lot of the local organizations. Shout out to the USO, they're big, they, ha they hold a dear place in my heart. Um, United Servicemen's Service Members Organization, uh, located on the base, mm -hmm. they do so much good for our service members here. I still to this day am connected. I won't say that I'm actively volunteering with them. Uh, they have a huge cesspool of volunteers always looking for more, but oh, good. But I am directly connected with them and I would be there in a heartbeat whenever they need me. Oh, that's so yeah. great. But I did at one point do a lot of volunteerism with them. Mm -hmm. And what yeah. is just the, what you're doing now just kind of, it just ties together. Yes. It connects. Um, but you know, life, you kind of spread yourself thin and you kind of not pick and choose because they're always top priority. I would never say that they're top priority with me. Um, they just, they've expanded themselves and mm -hmm. they have a great following of volunteers. Um, so my services aren't needed quite as much as Got they it. used to be. So. Yeah, but that's good because you that's can focus on, on other things. Well, and that's good for them. That means that they've grown and that they're doing great and, you know, good things are happening. Yeah, I, that that's such a neat thing to hear. And that's a quality that I have with the women I bring on as they always give shout outs to those organizations that, oh, absolutely. you know, they, they, uh, support and that have been helpful with with their what yeah, they're doing we wouldn't be there otherwise exactly you know that's so awesome <laughs> so okay you you clearly already had two houses sold under your belt before you became a realtor but what made you decide to take that leap and, and you know get the license yeah absolutely so um my youngest son graduated from flower bluff high school and he was a basketball player he moved on he was leaving state to go to attend college and to play basketball in Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. And I kind of thought to myself, now what? Mm -hmm. Now what do I do? Um, so I kind of, you know, took a step back and thought, okay, well, it's finally time to do something that I want to do. What do I want to do? What do I like? I, I thoroughly, totally, emphatically enjoy plant life. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't see a future in working at Lowe's or, mm -hmm. you know, trying to open up a garden shop. Not to say that it couldn't happen, but it just wasn't there for me at that time. So then I thought, well, you know, you're getting older. You need to refresh some of your computer skills. You need to refresh. I needed to network. I needed oh, to, Oh gosh, yeah. those, those, just hearing the word network, like, <laughs> yeah, my anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> it does give you anxiety, but on the same token, again, it's part of that, you know, I am a service orientated person. I like giving back. I like to help. So, um, real estate just seemed to be a good fit for me. I didn't, I will be honest. I didn't realize how involved it was mm -hmm. and how technical it was, how legal it is. Mm -hmm. Um, all good things now that, you know, we're kind of I'm right at the two year mark. So I kind of have that under my Excellent. belt. Yeah. Um, not, I mean, it's every transaction is different. So mm -hmm. you're always growing, you're always learning. It's continual education, continuous education. Um, but again, it was just time to do something that I wanted to do. And so I opted to do real estate. Wow. And you didn't look back. I mean, you're still doing it. It took me a while. Yeah. Um, I was in, in my family readiness position and I thought about it for about a year. And I thought, you know, I love what I'm doing. 
don't necessarily want to stop doing what I'm doing. So I signed up to do classes online mm -hmm. to do my license online. But that was a task. It, you know, just that um, self-discipline that Absolutely. it takes to go to school online. Yes. I've never done a class online. I don't know how I do. Yeah. I mean, it, you, you really have to be a disciplined individual to do it. So I, I quickly learned that I was not that individual. <laughs> And so I thought, oh, you know, here's, here's the opportunity. Um, so the contract that I was on for that position came to an end and I rotated into yet another service organization where I was helping military members, Navy Marine Corps Relief Society, another shout out. But still, that's so neat that it you is. were able to implement it. It just, it, it, you entered it so seamlessly. It's great. It was, it was really I honestly, again, I might, might have said this before, but very blessed. Mm -hmm. So I was able to rotate into that position, again, helping service members with financial needs, um, was doing that on a part-time basis, was a part-time job. And then I finally made the decision that, you know, if I'm going to do real estate, I need to focus uh, because the part-time classes, online classes were not working in my favor. Right. Um, so then I just decided, okay. We, we made a shift in the organization itself, and I thought it was the best time to rotate out of that and make a clean break um, and kind of just do me. Yes. I know that sounds selfish. Not at all. But I needed or to Or in take... the best of ways. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And so if you're at a point in your life where you're not being um, productive and you're not contributing to the organization, you know, you, you're doing your daily tasks. Of course. But if you're not adding value, then why be there? I, absolutely. No, and that's such an important thing to say. Like, it it's is. okay to realize... You know, it may have run its course kind of thing. Absolutely. It's time to move on. It's Absolutely. such an important thing to realize. And you have to be, you know, in order to be the best you, you have to be happy within. So it was just time for yes. me to take some time. And, so important. Mm -hmm. And that's what brought me to real estate. Wow. Yeah, I mean, but so did you kind of feel like, well, you know, I've already sold a couple of houses, so I know how, you know, how Oh, to... no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Because like I said, those two transactions were... Um, they were interesting. They were difficult in that I didn't really understand negotiations. I didn't understand that. What do you mean you don't want my house the way it is? You mm -hmm. want me to fix X, Y, and Z? Like, I don't get that. It's perfect. What are you talking about? Um, so, it was very personal. Yes, it was very personal. Um, I get that. So, yeah. So, no, I didn't, I didn't think because I sold two houses that it was going to be easy. Um, again, I underestimated the amount of work that it was going to take to get licensed mm -hmm. and to remain licensed, to be honest. Um, but again, happy that I did it. Yeah, I can tell yeah. you, like you're just <laughs> into it. Yeah. So tell me about the first sell, the first house that you sold. Can I tell you about the first listing I got? Yes. Okay. So the first listing, so we go through all of these classes and you know, you're, you have mentors and you have, um, great, we have great leadership. So I, my sponsor is Keller Williams. I'm a mm -hmm. Keller Williams agent and my sponsor is awesome. She is totally awesome. Um, our broker resides in San Antonio. So we have a lead assistant here that leads our office in, in the coastal bend. And so, um, she has all of these mentoring classes and it's part of your onboarding with this particular company. So you attend all of these classes and you're listening and you're kind of overwhelmed because you're given a lot of information. You, you've studied a lot of information. You've just taken the state exam, this na you know, a national exam, and you're kind of like, okay, I'm ready. 
And then you go into the classes and you're like, I have to do what? Mm -hmm. I, you want me to go knock on someone's door? Oh, wow. You want me to do, not that she's saying or that they're saying you have to do this. These are suggestions, right? So um, it took me a minute um, to really grasp the idea that I had to break out of my bubble and kind of go outside of my comfort zone. Absolutely. One, not being from Corpus, I didn't have that network of friends and family members for the referral mm -hmm. portion of real estate. Um, like anything else, you know, you kind of are your sphere of influence. So um, my sphere is very small here in Corpus. So I went door knocking is what it's called, literally. And um, I made some flyers, you know, I put my information on there. Um, I'm not really a heels type gal, so I wore flats and some comfortable... Yeah, if you're going to be walking door to door. <laughs> yeah, well, you also want to have that look, right? You want to be presentable. You want to look saying. professional. So um, I went knocking door to door, and the first person to answer, to literally answer... I did a lot of door hangers where I just hung in the, the information. Um, but the first person to answer the door was this elderly gentleman... Um, and he invited me in and I was scared to death. I was like, <laughs> no, that's not really why I'm here. Right. You know, yes. Just, you have to of, be careful. You have to be careful. Yes. Um, so we progressed on, you know, I gave him my information. He wasn't really interested in selling his home. He just wanted some company that day. So I stayed and I chatted for a while. Um, but lo and behold, he then in conversation with a neighbor who wasn't home when I knocked on the door he exchanged my information with them and she wound up being my first listing. Wow. So you never know. Exactly. You never know where, you know, opportunity will lay. Mm -hmm. So that was awesome. That's a great story. And, and, and I'm sorry, in all honesty. So not only was she my first listing that didn't work out and I'll be honest, she didn't work out in my favor initially. Mm -hmm. I did not, was not able to sell her condominium right, right away. Um, and that's just the game. But that that's, that's timing, that's yeah. knowledge, that's experience. Exactly. Um, but I think it was probably six months later, she gave me a second shot. Right on. And we were able to sell her condominium. That's fantastic. Yeah. See so. that? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, like you said, it really is timing. And, it and is. There are some There's stories. There's a lot of factors. I've, a lot of factors. There's a lot of factors. I mean, I have one of my coworkers... She's been in her house for a while, and I think her and her husband wanted to downsize. So they got it, you know, went through the process. I don't know, the, the sequentially. She's like, we need to get the roof fixed, this and that, the floor fixed. And th this is the it's how shame, they were right? going to go. You yes. do all this stuff to sell your home, but yes. you didn't do it to enjoy it while exactly. you were it. Yes, exactly. No, so they opted to just fix their house and right. keep it. But, you know, it's oh, one of those things. That's that, awesome. Yeah, but, you know, for the realtor, I'm sure it's like, but you, ha you, you guys are always so kind you know and you'll get it when people are like well actually well that goes with what we talked about earlier being flexible yes. and not just with service members but having that flexibility no matter what position you're in but mm -hmm. having that flexibility and realizing that life happens exactly um i mean so, people's homes it's just such a it is it's very a, personal it's a personal thing it's a serious thing and yet like you said you have to maintain you have to kind of go with the flow in that kind of regard when it, it is comes to by far else. the biggest decision that most of us make in our adult lives mm -hmm. you know owning a home or home ownership is the biggest purchase you make yeah yeah no you're absolutely right yeah after <laughs> my husband and i bought our house i'm like well i i guess we're good you know like kind of thing we're adults yeah, yeah we're yeah. adults now yeah like what's bigger than that right? right i mean even when you buy a car it's it's it 
Unless you're going to buy a jet or a yacht or something. You know. You're right. The sky is the limit. Absolutely. So I want to talk about your love of plants because you mentioned that that was that was your first mind like, I am a plantaholic. Yes. So being from South America, I attribute it to that. My parents have always maintained a lush, beautiful flower garden. That's so amazing. Um, they do... Flowers, they do vegetables, they do the whole nine yards. So I'm not a healthy eater, and I apologize, but that's not my passion. My passion is flowers. I yes. like flowering plants. I like living plants, like you know, decorum. Yes. And so, um, always, always, and forever. And Would you be out in the yard with them helping? Oh, absolutely. So, oh, so, so cool. we joke a lot in the household. Now that we're older, my brother and I have one sibling. And he is the chef of the family. Like, he literally, my mom's an excellent cook, and I know everyone says that, but my mom really is. Mm -hmm. and so, <laughs> I get it right. <laughs> yeah. And so my brother has sort of inherited that. Like, he does, well, he he barbecues really well. Mm -hmm. I guess that's cooking. Yes. Um, but he does everything on the grill. So, um, you know, and I could care less. I'm like, you know, let's go to Yali's. Or, yeah. you know, let's let's stop at the Thai Orchid. I'm fine with that. Um <laughs> But I would be out in the yard with my dad, you know, my, being hands-on. He did a lot of um, home repairs himself on our own homes. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, and, I love that's so neat. It is. I I remember building, so in Toronto, specifically where I live, like interlocking stone is a big thing. So there's like streets that are interlocking stone. So it's like, you know, the bricks, but they're just Yes, they're I know exactly right. what you're talking about. It is so beautiful. So my parents, every house that they've lived in, um, my dad has taken out like the asphalt mm -hmm. and he's done interlocking stone driveways and patios and just walkways, that type of thing. And I would be there, you know, handing him the next brick, handing wow. him the hammer, doing the mortar, that type of thing. So wow. um, I think the roles were kind of reversed in our home. Mm -hmm. So my my love for the outdoors, just doing yard work and all of that started when I was really young. That is so neat. Yeah. And so you, what, okay, because you said whenever you initially thought, I need to do something for myself, the first thought that came to mind was to do something with plants. It was. So, I, I thought about doing a pop-up plant shop slash coffee store, mm -hmm. like coffee shop. Mm -hmm. um, oh my God, that would kill here. <laughs> Seriously. It would. It, it would. It's a really neat idea, and maybe I shouldn't have said that out loud. Nope, that's Lalita's. <laughs> <laughs> However. Um, no, that would, I'm not kidding. I'm like, that's such a good it, idea. Isn't it a neat idea? Like yes. you can sip, and I'm just, I'm just thinking, you know, like what better atmosphere in a plant shop or in a coffee shop, rather, than to have be surrounded by greenery. Yes. So um, that was my initial thought. But then, you know, having one son doing graduate school and another finishing up undergraduate, I was kind of, in my mind, I was like, that's probably not the best endeavor right now um, financially. So I needed to go another route. Mm -hmm. And so my my second route was real estate because mm -hmm. I have that love of homes and servicing people. Right. Yeah. But then I guess after you had gotten a little comfortable in the realtor role, you decided to found Corvus Christi, no coastal bend plant traders. Yes. So tell so, me about this. When did you start this? I actually just started that this year, this past summer. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to say May, June timeframe. Um, really, we're an online group where we have a presence on Facebook and Instagram. You have it on Instagram? Slightly. Okay, I'm finding it after this. Okay, Slightly. good to know. We, you know, we're, we're, we're still growing. We're still developing. Okay, because I know about you on Facebook, but not on Instagram. What's your handle? It's 
Coastal Bend. <laughs> I'm now, looking so it you, up you right can, now. You caught me out there. I think it's Coastal Bend or... Where? Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I don't good. even know. No, because I, I get that way whenever... um Because I'm not like I'm social not media savvy. Right. I love it. So I, I'm old school. You know, I'm in my late 40s. And so... Facebook is my... Did you find it? I found it. <laughs> it is Coastal Bend PT. There so at go. Coastal Bend PT, coast, which stands for Coastal Bend Plant Traders. Plant Traders. Awesome. Yes. Okay, good. Yes. So, I'm following um, you now. <laughs> there you go. So anyway, I thought about... Um, I have a group of friends, local friends, that we, we trade amongst ourselves all the time. And we plant shop for each other. And we, you know, we swap amongst ourselves. So then I, you know, in conversation, I was thinking one day, well, why don't we share this with other people? I'm sure there's other people in the Coastal Bend that some of the plants we buy are ridiculous, ridiculously expensive. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, if you were to buy a plant that I wanted and I could tr trade you like two or three cuttings for, for something that you have that I just didn't want to spend the money on. Exactly. Why not barter? What an excellent idea. So that's how we developed and we started and um, we did our first plant trade out at the Dawson's Ranch. Again, another shout out to Dawson's Recycling. Wow. Um, Where is that located? In Gregory. Okay. So um, Nina Dawson and Vance Dawson, they volunteered their space. Mm -hmm. So we had our first swap at their ranch, basically. Um, and it was a beautiful day, lovely venue. We had Naylor's Nursery, which is in Bayside. Mm -hmm. uh, they came and attended, and Chris Naylor, founder of Naylor's Nursery, um, along with his friend J.D. Williams, they came out, and they supplied our plant community with plants that we had never heard of. Like what? An elephant foot. Do you know what that is? I definitely don't. Yeah, it's so <laughs> I'm not well cool. It's like this plants. gigantic... Um, codex where like a long stem grows out of it a binding stem and it looks like an elephant paw wow. like an elephant paw print if, if there's such a thing paw yeah print. i know what you're um, talking about yeah not the plant but i can picture right it. and so it's this giant hardened codex that just looks like a, a print um and then these vines grow out of it so super cool that is cool Tons of hibiscus cuttings, hibiscus that we just probably couldn't find locally at your local Home Depot or Lowe's or mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure about some of the specialty stores like Turner's and Gale's. They may or may not carry them. But just things that you couldn't find locally, uh, they brought to us. Wow. And, who, and so, who was it who brought this? Uh, Nailer's Nursery okay. out of Bayside. Okay. Um, as well as some of our members, um, we have another member, Melissa Garcia. She is a plant fanatic. She was one of my leading ladies. <laughs> I love her. Yeah, she's she's great. She's awesome. And so Melissa and I do a lot of plant trading. In fact, we just traded last night too. Um, <laughs> and so we, you know, we just wanted to share. Well, I want I wanted to share that love of plants with the rest of the community and find other plant loving people in the community. When I first moved to Corpus. I was on Craigslist. I was on Marketplace trying to find people that had unique and different types of plants um, outside of the typical garden shops. Right. Um, and that can be a scary thought, too. Mm -hmm. Not to say that Facebook is 100% or Instagram is 100% safe either, so be leery of what you're doing. Absolutely. Um, but again, it was just a safe community that I wanted to have people interact and, and trade, barter their plants. 
That is so cool. Yeah. So I think we're up to like 130 followers. I think it's now. 150. Oh, you have 158 members in the well, group. There you go. I just looked at it right now. <laughs> yeah, Mel Melissa invited me to join it. And I've been I'm in it, but I haven't gotten a chance to go out to it because that's something I'd really like to exercise. Well, we've only is my had green two thumb. events. Okay, so I've you've got time. <laughs> yeah. No, I I will make it one of these days. So, do you guys focus on what can grow here? Because I know that there's certainly certain things that can grow here and certain things that just won't last in this kind of climate. Absolutely. So there's there's a few of our members in the group that are, um, and Grow Local is, is great. There's mm -hmm. another organization called Grow Local. Mm -hmm. um, and so they're great. We've had the Islanders green team come out to great. our event. They've provided compost. Um, so anything, you know, there's so many members in the group that have a vast majority of knowledge. So if you've got a question about local plants that, whether it be flowering or edible, you just post your question and within minutes you have answers. That's so great. Um, it's also just a, a fun place to be. We Recently we just ran a contest. Well, I ran a contest. I saw this. Yeah. And we had two winners. I was so excited. Initially I didn't know. I was like, well, it's, you know, plumerias go dormant this time of year. Mm -hmm. Does, is anyone really even going to be interested in this? And I was overwhelmed with the responses. So, and it was, they had to guess a number. They had to guess right? a number. How easy can that be? Like, guess a number. It's and, perfect. Yeah. And what was be, the number? What to, was the number? To be fair, I had Melissa select the numbers. And okay. So that wasn't me mm -hmm. picking. And she texted me the day I started the contest. I said, hey, pick a number. So she gave me like three. And I was like, no. <laughs> um, so, anyway, and so the numbers were seven and 49. And our winners were spot on on number seven. And I think we had the second guess was 47, so they were the closest right. to it. So, yeah. And they got they got uh, clippings. Is that what you call them, clippings? They got a three-foot Insta-Tree. Well, they Whoa. will receive. Um, yeah. And and I, I stand corrected. It's not three feet. It's probably closer to five feet. So I was trimming my own trees in my backyard. Um, and it's just a, a random variety. You know, it's when they're not identifiable, they're called mm -hmm. noids. Mm -hmm. So it's a no ID plumeria, um, pretty pink with a yellow center. Um, but I was trimming it back because I'm over it. <laughs> and so, but I love it rather than just tossing yeah. it. No, why not? Why not trade it? Yes. You know, what's that saying? One man's trash is another man's treasure. Yes. So not that it's trash either, but you know, plumerias are expensive. I don't know if you've ever priced them out, but 12 inch cutting can be $35, $45. Wow. Yeah. So these are literally like five foot Insta trees. So what do you have growing in your yard right now? I'm a plumeria fanatic. I have all varieties of plumerias. Um, right now, I would say the only thing that's blooming right now are my desert roses with mm -hmm. the cooler temperatures. Um, I have a couple holiday cactus. So Thanksgiving cacti for those that know the proper terminology that are in their budding. Mm -hmm. So they're getting ready to bloom, but not a lot blooming right now. I don't do edibles. I'm not a vegetable gardener. Right. Um, what about like herbs? No. Yeah. It's edible. <laughs> that counts. <laughs> yeah. No. But I, we have a lot of members that do, um, you know, do have herb gardens and like to grow their own mm -hmm. produce. So Melissa being one of them too, she grows her own She's got orange trees, grapefruit trees, just all kinds of things. I know. I'm like, man, I just need to devote the time Chili's. to it because I would, yes, uh, I, I would love to do that. I mean, just, so have you always had a green thumb? I mean, have you ever? No, my thumbs are actually brown. Um, <laughs> I don't believe that. They, they are. They are very brown, but I just stay at it. Um, 
again, you know, raising three boys, I had to find something that was just mine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so that was kind of my escape when I needed just time to either recoup or, um, you know, recock, so to speak, I would go outside and play in my garden. And that's, that's what helped me get through those years. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that. I've heard that there's like it's a meditative, therapeutic. yeah. Therapeutic quality, just having your hands on the soil kind of thing. Absolutely. Would the boys ever go out no, they hate it. Really? All three of them, they hate it. They absolutely. And, you know, so some of my collection is pretty pricey. Mm -hmm. So my one wish is, hey, when I'm no longer around, will one of you make sure that this goes to someone that loves the stuff? Because <laughs> like, I'm not anticipating you yeah. taking care of it. <laughs> right. That's hilarious. And, right. And, and they're all like, yes, mom, we'll do it. You know, we'll find someone. I'm, just donate it. <laughs> someone wow. will want it. Yeah. So where do you find the pieces that you love so much because you, you purchase some. So I do. where do you tend to go? I try to buy local as much as possible. Mm -hmm. um, again, that's that's a priority. It's difficult um, where we are. You would think it would be a lot easier because things grow a lot yeah. longer. We have a longer growth period here exactly. in Corpus. Um, but the need is a little different. Mm -hmm. So, you know, supply and demand. Exactly. And so, um, the supply is not always what you want. And if you're an Instagram follower and you, you watch all of these trendy type plants, basically you have to order online. Um, so I've done a couple imports where I've ordered from Thailand. Um, wow. Yeah. I, I order stuff from Florida, California. Um, but as much as possible, I try to buy local. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so neat. And, and it's funny to think about because of course there would be trends in plants. It's not something I'd even think about, yeah. but like anything there else. There are trendy plants. So what's trending right now? So right now, like Monsteras. <laughs> Monsteras. Monsteras. This little pendant. I know your viewers or your listeners can't see it, but this is Ooh. a Monstera Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Monsteras um, are very trendy right now and they come in various forms. There's uh, the Monstera. There's variegated. Anything variegated is trendy. And what does that mean? So white and green, white and yellow. Of course. Um, anything multicolored. So right speak white and pink pink mm -hmm. and black that type of thing um but really and truthfully the monsteras are very trendy monstera adesonii which is just a skinnier leaf and it's got more holes in it you know someone my dad looked at it and he's like well why would you want to plant with that many holes because <laughs> it's trendy dad. yes because it looks good dad <laughs> so um yeah that's a very trendy plant philodendrons are trending right now um, and they, again, there's just too many to name. That is so funny. Yeah. Cause yeah, you guys are, are like your own little niche. We, we have our own community. Yeah. <laughs> no, and you're like, Oh, so what's like, so would those be the kind of things that people would want? So they'd show up like, I oh, hope absolutely. that they have Monstera because I definitely want Monstera. Absolutely. And, and because it's difficult, not, not the basic Monstera that you can find at Walmart or Turner's or Gill's. Um, but the variegated ones, mm -hmm. so the ones with, you know, variegation on them or, um, the ones that are harder to get your hands on that are a little pricier. Those are the, the types of plants that there's a few of us in the group that specifically, believe it or not, we buy it just to trade it because it's so much fun. Yes, like we, I we, do believe that. Yeah. We buy you them, keep we it chop fresh. them up yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and the challenge is who can root it quicker. So, you know, we kind of have like this inside challenge and I'm a big water propagation person so I think you can almost root anything in water mm -hmm. um and there's a lot of folks that tell me no you can't like that's not the nature of the plant or what have you and so you're like watch me yeah exactly <laughs> I'm, I'm here to tell you you can so um 
you know, but we do a lot of that. So a lot of the, and I call them founding members, but the ladies that supported me in starting the group in sponsoring locations. Another shout out that I must mention is TM Wallflowers. Yes. They are here local. I just yes. had, she was my guest uh, last night. She's awesome. Yeah. She is awesome. So they, she attended our second plant swap um, and she brought cartload of stuff to, wow. to give away like the generosity of plant people is amazing mm -hmm. um so again she brought tons of plants that you just couldn't typically find or you can find they're just pricey yes um and just gave them away yeah she, that woman is incredibly generous the, the candle that's lit right now she gave me as, a, as a gift for the interview that's awesome uh, i know that's so cool it really does come full circle so it does. it's so bizarre so for somebody who actually me i, I would say it's <laughs> asking for a friend but it's me somebody who doesn't have much experience with plants i mean besides like you know succulents which are easy to keep around kind of thing what would you recommend for like how do you get a started starter. yeah so, um, honestly, things that are sold, 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 what kind of word is that? Okay. <laughs> things that are sold at Lowe's and Home Depot in their houseplant section are typically the easier to care for houseplants. Mm -hmm. And then it depends again, if they want to grow indoor plants or outdoor plants. But if you're starting out and you want an easy, carefree, no fuss type plant, I would say start with a pothos. Mm -hmm. um, they come in a variety of colors. There's dark green, there's a neon green, there's wow. a white and yellowish. How do you spell that? P-A-T-H-O-S, okay. pothos. Okay. Um, there's a golden pothos, but it is so easy. One, it's easy to grow. Two, it's very low maintenance. When the leaves droop, you water it, easy. Mm -hmm. Um, and three, it's easy to propagate. So if you want to share your plant love with family members, you can just cut pieces, stick them in water, and they root within weeks. I love you. Okay, <laughs> you're speaking my language because yeah. I love plants like that. They just they they do well. Just Absolutely. Minimum care. Uh, what's the word? Responsibility. Absolutely. Which is nice because you know you can't quite communicate with a plant except for visually. No, and, and they do need some care. So mm. you know, there's no there's no absolute 100% low light plant. Mm -hmm. All plants, that's, they need chlorophyll. That's yes. what keeps them going. Um, so they do need some water and they do need some light. Um, but you know, as far as low maintenance, pothos is probably the easiest to start with. And I promise once you start with that and you see it flourish, you'll just move on. Right. You'll just become addicted. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling. Yeah. You're like, I, I can do this. I can okay. do this. Yeah. So I saw for one of the gatherings that you guys had for Coastal Bend Plant Traders, you don't even necessarily have to bring plants, right? You no. can bring like what what oh, were some of the other things? So the the thought behind it again is the barter system. So anything gardening related, crafty, um, you know, we had one young lady that took pallets, just regular pallets, and turned them into plant carts. I've heard of this. Yes. Wow. So painted it neon green and then added some coasters to the bottom and so you set your heavy pots on them and roll them around. Mm -hmm. And I, I promise you those went really really quickly we had another lady who did um hand painted pottery so she you know just your regular um terracotta pot added her own personal touch to it and traded those instead of she traded four plants right um but you know that was something that she specialized in jewelry we had people making jewelry and you know brought that we had another lady that um didn't anticipate being in, t in town that day. She's part of our Coastal Bend community, but moved away, but still wanted to participate. So she brought goodies like 
food items. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it's it's pretty much easygoing. It's very lackadaisical. It's whatever. Um, and even if you showed, I promise, people that showed up with nothing, like no food item, they just wanted to check it out. It was their first trade. They didn't really know what to expect or what to anticipate. No one left empty-handed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was like, that's the fun part about the community is that everyone's just very generous. Right. And so. it, that sounds like the kind of place I'd want to be where it's not like, you yeah. know, you're just It's kinda... not intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. And so what we try to do um, is we try to do a, a lunch and learn at the same time. So it's a potluck. You know, you're welcome to bring an item to share with the group um, while everyone's kind of eating and relaxing. Initially, we do like a presentation. So at the last trade, we did moss poles. So some plants just need poles to grow up or to climb up to stake them up. Mm -hmm. So we did a demonstration on how to DIY your own moss poles. Oh, that's so neat. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I need to, to make time for this <laughs> stuff because it's something I've always been interested in, but I think I'm fearful of not doing well kind of thing. It's weird. Yeah. It, you know, plants are intimidating. And like I said, I, I still think plants I have, are intimidating. They are, and I still think I have brown thumbs. Like, I mean, I go through probably two to three plants a month that don't survive with mm -hmm. me. And Melissa will laugh if she's listening. Um, but it's the truth. Like no matter how much love I give them, they just, they right. know, orchids are for for example, orchids do not do well with me. Mm -hmm. My other girlfriend Nina, who sponsored the first or hosted the first plant swap at her ranch, she has an entire orchid house, and we're friends. So you wow. think that I would learn from her, but still, yeah, you know, it's just it's luck of the draw, right? Do you it, think you're still gonna try? Oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, I buy one an orchid a month, every month. Yeah, <laughs> this is the one. Yeah, this is the one. You're gonna make it. You're it's gonna, gonna happen. It's yeah. gonna happen. Lalita, I just think you're phenomenal. Oh, I thank love you. just hearing your story about how you got into real estate. You literally just jumped in and, and made it work. And now you're here providing opportunities for people to learn about different plants as well as swap yeah. with each other as well as talk about them with each other. So if somebody wants to join the group, can they? Is it private? What's, what's No, it's okay. a public group. Um, we're, we're on Facebook again. We're on Instagram. Coastal Bend Plant Traders. Just send us a friend request and... There's three little questions that you have to answer, and really, it's just for accountability. Right. Um, and you'll be added to the group. Wow. We welcome everyone. Yes. So, Coastal Bend Plant Traders on Facebook and on Instagram, it's at Coastal Bend PT. You guys, y'all don't want to miss this. <laughs> Thank you so much for You're being here. You're very welcome. Thank I you for having you so me. Much. It was so much fun. Yes.